Hey, TABC family, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us as we seek to go deeper into Sunday's teaching and ask the questions that will help us live out God's word in our daily lives. That's why we do this podcast, to equip the followers of Jesus here at 12th to grow in obedience and affection for him every day. Our hope is that at 12th, we would be a biblical community of kingdom people who are joining God in the restoration of all things, one person, one place at a time. And our desire is that our time together today equips you to do just that. Thanks for being with us. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Garen and Jordan coming back to you again, talking about Garen's message from April 23rd, Names of God. How many weeks into this series are we? I feel like we've been in this one we for a bit. We started at the beginning of February. So it's been all of February, March, April. It'll be through May. Man. I know. Been a while. It's a good thing he didn't do like 100 names. Yeah. Like a two-year series through the names of God or something. Signing up for the two-year series. But this <laughs> has been really useful and it's been really good. I feel like every time you're bringing something, it's new and it's building on yeah. what we already know. And so they are unique. it doesn't feel repetitive yeah. yet. They're unique, but they're also very interconnected. That's another thing I like because there is... We're going to see it in the next few weeks. There's interconnection between them, which is just really cool. So, um, yeah, every week I feel like I'm doing a total, I am doing, you're doing a totally different topic, but it's really good to know his character. And you started this week with Yahweh Sid Canoe, and I was almost like, Garen, you used the wrong slide, man. We've already <laughs> we beaten this dead horse. We know God is our righteousness. But then you started off by talking about God is our righteousness, but he is also our sanctification, which was actually the name that we went over, Yahweh in Kadesh, right? Yep. I am your sanctification. And so you kind of started off by talking about the fact that it's easy to say that salvation is God's doing in our hearts, yes. obviously, Yep. right? John 14 says that the father draws us to himself. Like it is the Holy Spirit doing a work inside of us, making us a new creation from 2 Corinthians 5, right? So like we yeah. get it, salvation is God's, but then sanctification, which is looking more like Jesus is kind of on me a little bit. Yes. Like I've got to take steps. I've got to try hard. I've got to do the right yep. things to be more like Jesus. And so that's our view. And your contention was it's actually all God. It's, it's all, sanctification and salvation. Yep. Both of them are gifts. And we don't earn either of them. So we put off the earning and we're glad we don't have to earn our salvation because the reality is, is we, we, we owe so much we couldn't. So I'm glad somebody even told me after first service. I love that. I, I, I bank that one. I love that one. I don't like the sanctification one because that earning really kicks in. I want to, I want to be the one. And it's just natural. It. We even talked about it last week, a cycle of grace. It's natural to want to earn something. Yep. It's, it's just how we are. Yep. And so to say that God is going to do this in us, it just doesn't sit right with us because we got to, we got to do our part, yep. right? Everything in us, like, I want to be the one. I want to claim it. Yep. I want it to be my thing, my badge that I can wear. And that's the problem with it. You showed us a really great example of, of this happening in Isaiah six, right? One through nine, Isaiah is in the throne room. The angel flies down and touches the hot coal to his lips. And it's this picture, not of his salvation, but of his sanctification yep. and his commissioning yes. in the ministry. Right. And that whole point about in the Old Testament, if unclean encountered clean, then clean was affected for yes. the worse. Right. That, you know, the unclean thing made the, the clean, clean thing, thing unclean. unclean. Say that five times fast. I know. 
But in this, and is me, I don't know, is this the first time it happens in the Bible it where is. clean and unclean come in contact and clean affects unclean? Yes, it's the first time. It's a game changer. So is Jesus the hot coal or is it just a metaphor for like holiness or like, what is that? No, it really is a metaphor for holiness. But in the book of Gospel of John, I think chapter 12, Jesus actually says, talks about when Isaiah encountered me. So even when he saw God on the throne, that it almost sounds like that it was Jesus that he was seeing a vision of. So, hmm. so he wasn't a hot coal, but the whole thing is it was from the altar of God. Right. And that the, the purity is coming from him towards yes. him. And that was not in their thinking at all. And then when Jesus comes, he exhibited that. He's like, I'm going to live this out. You're going to see this every day. I'm the one, the clean one makes unclean clean. And Isaiah helps set up the coming of Messiah. So can you tie that up for us? How the hot coal touching the lips of Isaiah right there is a picture of sanctification or what was the end goal with that image? Yeah, the whole thing that is what Isaiah really focuses on isn't even my sin. It's that I'm unclean and impure. He takes that unclean imagery. And so that touching, so the touching is all in Leviticus. If you touch an unclean thing. Oh, yes. So it's it's just reversing it. It's saying, okay, now you're touching something from the throne of God, the altar of God that's coming to you and touching you, but it's working the opposite direction. Rather than that thing becoming unclean, you're the one who's purified through it. And so it was a changing of perspective. Yeah. That that even, yeah, our purity com- has to come from God, not just in salvation, but in uh, sanctification. Okay. Yes, that our purity, our purity comes from something other than ourselves. Yes. Whether it's the hot coal yep. for Isaiah or Jesus and the Holy Spirit doing that for yep. us in our sanctification. It's coming from oh, God. Okay, that the makes purity, sense. The cleanness, all of it that. can't come from the us. The holiness can't come from us. It's reaffirming this idea him. that the the cleanliness cannot come from within us, and right. so we can't be in charge of our own sanctification. Yep. Okay, now that's now that's clear for me. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else, and I totally forgot it. Oh, it it was kind of this ushering in of the new upside down kingdom, yes. right? Uh-huh. It was like it was one of the first times the Bible says, "Okay." Israel, you know, this is how it works, but guess what? This new thing is going to happen. And now this is how it's going to work. And so when people are reading the prophet, they're like, whoa, that's, I mean, to us, it's just a verse, but to them, they're like, who understand what is being said there, they're like, whoa, this is a big change. Yes. Because for the first time ever, clean is affecting unclean. Yes. And it's that whole idea that the old covenant was a shadow of the reality. And that's the beginning to show the, here's what the reality, that was setting up, that whole concept is important, but it was setting up the greater reality that we'll be seen a Messiah, but I'll show you in Isaiah 6 that it's actually the clean that influence, when it comes to God, it's the clean that influences the unclean. And it is setting up the reality and the reality was upside down. And it can't come from us because we are unclean. Yeah, we're unclean. On the you inside, right? And I can't change that. I cannot yeah. affect my heart. Uh, unclean things cannot make things clean. Yeah. And I, there's a verse in Job that even says that Job says, how can something that's impure make itself pure? And he says, it can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not possible. So it's got to come from him anyways. Man. It's kind of like K-State basketball didn't start winning until a Christian Jerome Tang took over. <laughs> yeah. The, how the can clean, an unclean thing, because yeah, it can't until Jesus came. enters yeah. the situation. Yeah. It's just like that. Just like that. But I should have used that. That's a good. Dang it. There's always next time. Um, you talked about the great disconnect between salvation and sanctification. Was that just once again talking about how we will give salvation to God, but we keep sanctification for yeah. ourselves? And, and I said specifically, I just don't think, because I didn't for a long time, I did not know that they were the same, that one, that they were both by faith. And that's why Paul says salvation in Romans. He says, it's 
it's by faith from beginning to end. I thought it was my salvation is by faith, but then after this, it's all about my gritting it out and working hard and earning, you know, checking the boxes. And so it was saying that I think most people don't know that, that this is a new concept. And that's why I think so many people emailed and texted and even called yesterday because <coughs> this was a new concept for them. Yeah. You mentioned that this is the, I mean, of all the messages you've given, this is the one that has generated the most response yes, and all, from people in my to time you. here, this is the one I've gotten the most response from. So in the last yeah. 24 hours, people have been calling and texting and reaching out, just saying this was significant yep. and to emailing. me. And uh-huh. emailing. How significant. And it was a real game changer. What so, about Snapchat? Were they Snapchatting you about it too? Yeah, but uh, I don't want to, you know, that's, that's the pastors on Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen all the TikToks I was getting. Oh, right. The TikToks yeah. too, I imagine. Um, but why is that? Why is there such a big response? Because I think people were living with a disconnect. They, had, they did not know. I think most people were in that. I didn't even know. So I've been mm. trying and I've been trying to earn. I've been working my butt off. Mm. I don't know if I can say that. I've been working my rear off. We'll right? bleep it. We have a bleeper. To sanctify myself. And it's not working well. Um, and I'm not saying this is going to be perfect, the training. But there's still a, there's a big difference in how you approach your spirituality. And I think a lot of people are living that disconnect. Have you so seen? That's why. Have you seen? Is it like Jimmy Fallon or some? I think it is Jimmy Fallon. He does a bit with his people where like they'll shoot a video and then he just bleeps out like clean words, but the bleeps make you think that they were saying bad things. We should do that we with should, this podcast yeah, just, with you. You're just, just saying normal stuff. But every fifth word. You'll be like, yeah. And then beep. <laughs> you're like, whoa, Garen. <laughs> Sorry, that was throwing us off. Okay, back to the point. Can we get theological for a second? Just use some words that we don't usually use to help explain this because we have justification yes, and then we have sanctification. Yeah, sanctification. So justification is as a one-time event. Yes, one-time event. It's when Jesus comes to become Lord of your life, when you are made into a new creation by the Holy Spirit and he comes to dwell inside you. Yep. That and happens just, one you're time. You're justified and you're made right. And yes. Im- his righteousness is imputed to right. you. Right. Imputed right. meaning it's given to it's you. It's given to you. That yeah. I'm clothed in the righteousness of Christ, that one-time event. Yep. Yep. Sanctification is So you're that, saved at that point. Yep. I'm okay. saved at that point. Next day you wake up, justification is not happening again. Yep. You're already justified before God. Now you're in the process of him making you pure and holy and like his son. Right. You're beginning the process of what we call sanctification, yes. which is becoming more like Jesus. More like Jesus. Yep. And our thought is I wake up the next morning and I say, now I got to really gut it out and grind yep. it out because I'm out a Christian and- now. So I got to do better. Yeah. And the Bible is saying, which we're going to look at verses here in a second. You can't do that. You still need the Holy Spirit every day to change your heart yep. and cleanse your mind. So Holy Spirit who regenerates me at sanctification is the Holy Spirit who sanctifies me. And it's by, both of them are received as gifts by faith. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I do nothing because both you know, require a response. And we can talk in a minute, what is the response in sanctification? And it's the triangle, but yeah, that it's, this, it's one and the same. And so I think a lot of people have lived with a great disconnect. And that's why I wanted to make it really clear and I was trying to get people to quit thinking that way because it was a game changer for me. It shift when I had this paradigm shift. It took so much pressure off of me, and it even I still to this day I do not look at my quiet times like oh I've I've got to do that because it's part of how I I I just don't the way I I used to think about it, like oh I haven't missed I've missed it in five days and I I felt like I was missing a thing I had to do mm. and now for me it's like that's just my time with God I've neglected the relationship. It's not like, uh, it's just, it's hard to explain, but. Um, and you're saying many of us misunderstand this. And so when we misunderstand it, we end up trying really hard 
to use willpower and effort to be better in hopes of, you know, calling that sanctification. Yeah. Well, I'm looking more like Jesus because I'm trying really hard. Yeah, trying really hard. I'm trying. And, and you broke out some verses that basically Paul twice, at least, at least according to you on Sunday, is calling out these different churches, right? At Colossae and in Galatia. Yeah. And he's saying, why are you trying to earn this? You can't do this yourself. Yeah. Right, Colossians two twenty to twenty three, and then Galatians three two and three. He's saying that same thing. Yeah, Colossians. I love Colossians two. He's like all these rules you make, like they do not, they do nothing to the sinful flesh. Like it is right. a waste of your time. We see that in church so much, right? Yeah. Like different churches, you'll see traditions and things that are put onto people that the people feel like yep. they have to do to be good enough, or maybe I don't know why, but right. I've got to do this. It's the church thing. Yes. And that's what Paul, if he was alive in 2023, would be writing this letter all over again saying, why are you doing these things? That's yeah. not worship. That's yeah. not sanctification. That's it's you wearing a heavier yoke than you have yes, to. Yes, exactly. And I love the Galatians one because he's like, did you not come to the, you, did you not come in a relationship with God through Jesus, through faith and the spirit, right? Had nothing to do with the law, nothing to do with the works. Then why, you fools, why in the world right. have you abandoned the spirit? You got to dance with the girl trying, that brought you. Yeah. You know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they got you to this place. And so, Why would you abandon them now in your sanctification yeah. and then try and earn it according yes. to the law? Yep. If the law had gotten you here, then I understand then, why you'd go to it. it. Yeah. But it didn't get you here. Yeah. Jesus did. So great disconnect is very, it's not, it's, uh, I just lost the word. It's, um, it doesn't even make logical sense. Yeah, it's your, Illogic, get illogical. You there, but the other thing is you're just not, it's inconsistent. You're, you're inconsistent. inconsistently applying. Yeah. I, one thing got me here, but a different thing is, and it's like, no. That's why Paul says salvation from beginning to end, it is by faith. It's always by faith. It's faith from beginning to end. So it's the same principle mm. in salvation and in sanctification. And then, so Paul says, don't do those. But then he says, here's what it should look like. Romans 12, 2, Romans 15, 16, 2 Corinthians 3, 18. We get a picture of the Holy Spirit working inside people. Yep. And he's Even saying, the transformer. this is what's happening. You're being transformed not by yourself, but by an outside force, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's working in your life. He's making you more like Jesus. Yeah. Working in your heart, transforming the heart, fruit of the spirit. Yep. It's yeah. all about him. He's the, he's the agent that's doing it. He is the agent. He's the straw that's turned the drink. And then you, uh, you broke out a new translation for 2 Corinthians 3.18, the GIV. Yeah, the GIV. The, the Garen International Version. Or the Garen, um, I think the GAV, the Garen Awesome, awesome Version. The GAV. Yeah, the, the Garen, I don't know. <laughs> the Garen awesome the GHV, version? The GHV, the Garen heretical version. Maybe that's, that's what some people likely. are probably that's thinking. That's probably what some people thought when but I But you kind of put this in your own words as far as what it means to give sanctification up to the Holy Spirit and not do it yourself. Yeah, yeah that just so. day by day, the Holy Spirit is yeah. with increasing glory, is transforming me to be like Jesus Christ. It's yeah. just this daily, over time, slowly thing that he's doing. It's his work. It's not mine. Because our transformation is not behavior modification. Not, yep. It's an inside job. It's the heart. It's the upside down kingdom again. It's not behavior modification. It's not the focus on the outside. Yeah. It's the heart again. And I cannot change my heart. I well, can't change your heart. I can't change my And heart. that's also a throwback to cycle of grace because it's the inside <clears throat> affecting the outside. Yes. It's not the outside trying to create something in me, yep. which is cycle of works, yep. right? So it's just living yep. in that Cycle of works starts with achievement. So cycle of works is all about trying. Exactly what it is. I'm going to get up today. I'm going to grit through it. I'm going to try. I'm going to achieve. I'm going to do. It's all about me. And the end payoff is, is hopefully God will smile on me. Right. And, and it may even be good things. It may be spending an hour in your Bible 
But if it's done with the heart of, I'm going to earn God's yeah. smile. Earning a smile, a checkbox. Then it's actually to poison to you. Yeah. It's not going to grow right. you. So sanctification, transformation, that's not behavior modification. And it's not our job to do it. Right. Right. Yep. We got to remember what is the Holy Spirit's job and what is our job and us looking more and more like Jesus. We're going to talk in a minute, what is our job, but making that transformation happen in our hearts is not in our it's job not my description. Job. Not even. Yep. And when I realize that and I let that go and I quit trying to change my heart, that took so much. Evangelism was the same. When I quit trying to change the people I was evangelizing, I quit thinking I was the one that was going to change their heart. It took so much pressure off of me. And then when I realized I can't change my own heart, it just took that pressure off that I, that I had to do things that would create this inner transformation because I can't do it. And mm-hmm. it just took a, lot of, took a lot of weight off and it freed me up a lot. You talk about when you were in Bible college and they would drop you guys off and you had to go like evangelize. Yes. Was that your view back then that like I've got a, or did you have a pretty healthy view of like what it meant to evangelize? Uh, didn't I, okay. One, I hated that. I only did it because they made us. Yeah. So if but, you missed it, they would drop Garen <laughs> and the other students off, right? Like in a neighborhood. In a neighborhood. Like some Jehovah's Witnesses or yeah. something. And you got to go door to door and just what, share the gospel or what? Yeah. Door yeah. to door and convert people. And convert and, people. Right. Yeah. And so in a town where everybody knew that on Thursday <laughs> nights, this college did this. And so, so people lock would look for and, the buses. <laughs> from the different churches and when they came to their neighborhood, blinds went down, doors got locked, TVs got turned down on low volume. Didn't you say that we were going to do this at 12th? We were going to like bus people to the other side of town and drop them off. And you can't, you, before you remember at 12th, you have to save so many people. Right? Yeah. That's the new rule. Yeah, definitely. Just kidding. If you just tuned into this part, that's a joke. But it's all, it's all saying the same thing that like, we do not instigate the change. Yep. It's, not, it's not about anything we do. And you were mentioning before I told that story, that dumb story, was that it is so relieving to know that. Takes the pressure off. That it's not up to you. It's that. To me, it's John. It's Matthew 11. It's Jesus saying, just come learn from me. Learn my rhythms and and get rest for your soul. And it's not a heavy weight. But it was a heavy. My sanctification when I was in charge was a heavy weight for a long time. And this is a chance to just let that that weight fall off. Right. But I don't, I can't change my heart. And so quit trying, quit trying to do that. So then you started talking about how we do that then. Cause if it's not up to us to change our heart, then what is our role in this? You started by talking about resonant frequency. Yes. That whole, which yeah. is really a brilliant way to illustrate this. So I don't know if you came up with that or somebody else, but whoever did, it is really smart because what you said, and let me, if I, I'll just quickly in 30 seconds, sum it up. And if I miss it, you can tell me, but every object has a resonant frequency. Yep like this golf ball right here has a resonant frequency, meaning that there's a certain frequency that exists that when you play it near that golf ball and those sound waves hit it, it will make that golf ball vibrate Vibrate. because it's like the same frequency. Yes. So that's my third great explanation of it. It's a great. But that's what it's like for us and God too, that that we've got to be on God's resonant frequency so that when he calls, that we're ready to to hear that and act on it. Because if we're doing our own thing on our own frequency, those sound waves are going to bounce off. We're they, going to they miss it off. Completely. They're going by you. They're not resonating. Right. That sympathetic vibration is not happening. And I totally miss it. And yeah. it's, yeah. And it's not impacting me at all. So that's the key is getting in tune with him so that he can, when he's singing sanctification into my heart, that it's resonating. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. Okay. And I hope that was understood. And you explained it very well, but man, that's such a good image. Were you in their second service? I wasn't in there for a second. So let me tell you one quick thing. 
So I noticed this, especially second service. I had a cup of water because my throat was really dry. Sitting back by where I was doing the shakers, right? In the first song, the water was doing the, what are the, the circle? The ripples? It was doing the ripples, mm-hmm. but it didn't do it for the second, third, or fourth song. Hmm. And I noticed that and I'm like, some, there was some note in that first song mm. that was hitting the, the frequency of the water or the mm. cup, one of them, and it was resonating with it, but the others didn't have it. And how I shared cool. that second service. So I even actually literally yesterday saw an example of how that works. So if you want the whole story, you got to come to second service because <laughs> Garen's still winging it first yeah, service. I'm still, with first service. It's I'm really just... a rough draft. <laughs> and then we go back, we make notes and... Uh, one of the notes I was going to give you was first service. You were talking about a tuning fork, but you said a pitchfork. Oh, a pitch. And, and there were people around <laughs> me laughing fork. at that. And That's was, very funny. And I was like, all a right, we got to write that down. Yeah. No, Garen, it, between services, we're going to talk about a tuning fork. But we knew what you meant. It was, <laughs> it was all good. Fork. That's very funny. My only question is, why did you have to use like a little uh, demonic uh, Teletubby guy to illustrate that? That kind of was, was wigging some of us out. You know, you, you got to do something to wake people up. And so you got to have wax stuff. I saw that guy in my dreams last (laughs) night. That was freaky stuff. I need some counseling after that. (laughs) I know there was a lot of trauma. That's actually probably what most of the emails were about. That's what most of your emails were. Like you're trying to make it sound like people's lives were changed. But in reality, they're probably like, if you ever put that guy on the screen again, we will become Methodists so quick. We will be out of here. We will change churches. He was almost like the... The Stay Puft Marshmallow, Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. He kind of had that Oh, kind of like the Michelin grin. Man kind of guy? Yeah, the, like that was the weird grin. Yeah, like it, was it was the creepy, it was the creepy grin. Yeah. Okay. So we are sanctified by resonating at God's frequency. And what does that look like? That looks like living a life with disciplines, right? That, that are shaping us. Yep. That are that are making sure that our hearts are ready to receive what God has for us. Yeah. Is that, so is it's that a right? triangle. So number one, it requires willingness. So okay. So Do we're I ready to it? talk about triangle yeah, transformation. The triangle which is, is how I attune. Okay. That is how I attune, That's right? How, you said that. that. Triangle is how you do okay. it. Okay. So first I gotta be willing. You gotta, gotta be willing. It. Okay. It's like hypnosis. You can't be hypnotized if you're not willing. It's like you're not going to do this thing unless you want to. God's not in the business of forcing people yeah, to follow that's him. that's a really good illustration of that, right? He's not going to force that on you. Yeah. It's got to be something I want. And so I've got to want it. But then the question is, then how do I attune? That's where the training comes in and exercises and environments. Yeah. Again, can you talk about not, yeah. exercise and environments? Because we talked about this maybe five years ago at this point, the first time I we went to Passion. Yeah. Maybe the only time, I can't remember. But it was with you. And we talked so much about exercise environment. So can you talk briefly about why those are so important to us? Yeah, because anybody, you know, any, any athlete, you take a f- football player, anybody, and for them to do the training so they can be proficient in what they do, they've got exercises, they've got things they do, right, in practice. And there's also environments. Coaches are like, do not go out and party, watch what you eat, watch who you hang out with, because you can wreck your performance by the environment you enter into. So both are important. And in the spiritual life, they're also important. But the, the difference is, is that I want to make sure, I hope was, I, I really worked hard to make it clear. Those things are not about earning. They're not about me getting brownie points with God. They're not checklists. All it is, is those exercise environments are my way of just me. I, God, I want to come before you. I want to be changed by you. I want to be like you. I'm going to meet you and I'm going to do it in your word. I'm going to talk to you in prayer and worship. I'm going to be in community. I'm going to be in environments, exercises that help me be to attune my heart to you so I receive that resonant frequency. So it's training for an interaction with God. It's not trying to be good enough for yep, him. That's not trying to be good. It's not trying to earn. 
Because even the, my Bible time and prayer time, quiet times can become earning, right? I've been there before. Sure, right. It's not that. It's just all this is doing is I'm putting myself before God. I'm connecting with him. I'm abiding in him so that my heart becomes attuned to him. This is an illustration I thought about during this when you were saying it, and you should tell me if this is on or not. But I was thinking about how training, this part of training, it's kind of like how a sailboat needs the wind to go. Yes. And so when you're training, you're just opening the sail so yep. that God's spirit can move this, can fill the sail and move the boat. Yep. It's not like, you, you know, like you can't do it on your own. Yes. And so it doesn't matter how hard you try, like you still need God's spirit to fill it. And yeah. so it's really just opening that sail and making yourself available to God. And so when we're training ourselves, that's what we're doing. So we're making ourselves available to him, just like a sail makes itself available to the wind yeah. to move it. Ortberg talks about that. And I love that illustration. I, yeah, I open the sail, I unfurl it, but I also position it. Does Orberg say the that? Wind. Yeah, that's an Orberg. I wonder thing. if I stole that from him. I genuinely thought I made that. Yeah, up. it came from his uh, his book on tra- on spiritual disciplines. Oh, he I've read that. that. Yeah. My subconscious yeah, pulled it out. Just took it. How funny! But it's a great idea. It's the same thing. I'm letting the sail out and I'm positioning it to catch the wind. So when I'm yes. opening the Word and I'm praying, I'm just posturing myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm opening my sail. I'm positioning myself because I want to catch your wind. Hmm. So it's it's the same concept. Wonder how many times I do that. I've read a book five years ago, and then I have a thought, and I'm like, "Oh, I I thought of that." But no, I just read Ortberg five years ago, and dang, yeah, same concept though. So I'm glad you brought it up because it's another way of saying the same thing about attunement. It's just I want to catch the wind. Got to catch the wind. Got to make yourself you available. So willingness training. The third side of the triangle is dependence. We got to be just dependent on God. Humility of like, because it's so easy to think I can change. I can so easily tr- slip. Can't you slip into that like? oh yeah, I can fix myself. I can do this. And that wrecks it. As soon as you do that, you've like wrecked it. You've, you've created an environment. The spirit's like, I'm not in pride. I'm not going to meet you there. That's mm-hmm. just not, that's not what I'm drawn to. I'm, humility is where I'm going to meet you at. And so that dependence, and the older I get, more and more I feel that way. Like, man, I'm so dependent on him. Um, and that's just part of the package. And then, but and that grace, I don't want to, Skip that. I think that whole thing that it's all infused with grace is also really important. That's why I had the word in there, even changed the color, the shading inside, that if I'm not gracious to myself, the way God was gracious to me, and especially other people, like letting them have their disciplines that position them and do it in the way they can become attuned to God, like it takes that judgment and legalism out of it. And 12's good about that. And so it's just a way for me to just keep saying that's that's the way we're going and that's the right way to go, hmm. the grace of God. So This was the other spot that I kind of thought back to the cycle of grace was when we were talking about training, not trying. Because when we are trying, it is so like, it starts with achievement. Yeah. And so I just thought back to that again, like, wow, that, that cycle of grace thing, it's so true even in this sanctification where if it starts off on the wrong foot, even a good thing can ruin us, you know? Yeah. So those same things that we would do for training. Right whether it's attending life group consistently or spending time in God's word or seeking alone time to be silent with him, even if we do it with the wrong why, it's not going to be helpful to us. Right. So Yeah, it, it kind of undermines it. So Big time. Okay, that was it. All right, man. Got it. Next week, can you give us a... One of my favorites. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a fifth Sunday. It's a fifth Sunday. And uh, it is, I guess the one thing I will say is I think it's one of the most mistranslated words in the whole 
Whoa. English Bible. Some Holy get it right, cow. but what a, a lot don't. What a teaser. And it is, I'm going to give a new word that I think is more accurate. Whoa. It's a powerful name. So essentially what you're saying is, miss church if you want to, but you'll be wrong when you read the Bible from yeah, now on. You'll from never now, know you'll the real wrong. truth. Yeah, you'll totally. Are you like one of these Gnostic guys who's like, oh, there's a secret truth in the Bible and I'm going <laughs> to unlock it for you. Is that what this is? <laughs> Yeah. And like if you have a secret, yeah, if, you've got the if you have secret. the good subscription to 12th, if yeah. you're a prime member at 12th and you get like the real Bible, but the rest of us get the mistranslated Bible. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. I knew this whole thing was a scheme. Okay. That is so helpful when you can bring those things to us and say, we've understood this this way, but actually there's a better way to think about it. Yeah. So hopefully we can get everybody back next week. Okay. I think that's what we got. Um, yeah. What was your, what was your send out yesterday to everybody? You are sent to what? Um, you know, I just, I did a prayer and I just said, you're sent. So, oh, well, you can finish it now. So the, what are they sent to? What's I think the they're, they're sent to, I think they're sent to pursue, to per, just pursue God with more intentionality and to get in the questions at the end, you know, where are you right now with your abiding? Are you doing it regularly, intentionally just walking with him? And if not, let's, let's all walk more with him more closely so that he can have the transforming work that we all long for. And we as a body, as individuals in a body, can more and more reflect him. Because it's only going to come from him. So let's just walk closely, more closely with him. Yeah. Let's not seek those things in ourselves, but in him for sure. Let's just open the sail. Yep. Open the sail and see where the spirit of God blows us to. So, all right, guys, it's been great. We'll see you next week.